Hey, I'm Josh Smith, and welcome to another series of my podcast, Rain. If you're new here, first of all, where have you been, babe? But second, and most importantly, I'm so glad you are here now. This podcast is all about being the kings and queens of our own lives, and it's full of empowering stories from brilliant guests, as well as some incredible words to live by. And of course, a lot of lols too. We all look at our favourite celebrities and think they've got it all. And it's so easy to forget no matter who you are and what you do, ultimately we are all the same. In each episode, I'll be chatting to some of our favourite stars about the most human of experiences, how they've dealt with tough times and overcome them to reign over their lives. I've always found these conversations so inspiring, whether that's me making changes in my life, my relationships, or just getting my gym gear on. So I'm really hoping you will too. Welcome to Rain. This week, I have been talking to the finest of RuPaul's Drag Race UK 2021. And for the final special episode, we are joined by the fashion queen herself, Crystal Versace. Crystal started doing drag two years ago when she was just 17 years old. Now finds herself in the final of Drag Race after serving looks that would make Donatella proud whilst winning multiple Rue Peter badges in the process. In this episode, Crystal talks about the reverse ageism she's faced for being a queen at such a young age and how her school bullies ultimately empowered her to take the crown she wears today. As someone who was bullied for my sexuality, just like Crystal, I hope this episode makes you feel less alone if you're being bullied or have experienced bullying in the past as well. So get those crowns at the ready and may the best drag queen win. Well, hello, darling. How are you? Hello. I'm very good. How are you? Well, there's all the better for seeing your stunning face. You look Stop sensational. It. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Thank you. I'm going for a Just... very Greek moment tonight. Like, it's very big, fat Greek wedding. Back to my roots. <laughs> Back to my roots, Well, congratulations. Like, I, you Thank are you. in the final of RuPaul's Drag Race UK 2021. Talk me through that moment when you found out how good did it feel oh i mean it was i feel like a lot of um stress was like relief once i made mm-hmm. the top four um so after that it was like anything from there was a bonus like i was just so relaxed after that because it was where i wanted to get to you know that was all i wanted when i got into the competition i was like i need to make top four that needs to be the priority if i don't make that then you know i fucked it you know so yeah i, I'm, I was glad i made that far and then from there it was all just a bonus your self-belief is like nothing i've ever seen it's so incredible and i feel like you really? really i feel like you back yourself like there's no way you get into a competition as a 19 year yeah. old if you don't back yourself like what True. kind of obstacles have you come up against are in that process um i think i think i've just had to be my own cheerleader really like especially mm. doing something so out of the box and so not what is the norm um so even through school like when I wanted to go the opposite way or do this or like focus on art instead of maths it was like I had to sort of be like you know what actually I'm gonna do it you know if you're not gonna support me I'm gonna do it myself so I think that sort of carried me through like college and then wanting to start drag and then after that I was like actually I don't need anyone else like I'm doing it my own you know Mm -hmm. but obviously I've had amazing people around me to help me out and my parents have been great but I think you know having to know 
what to do and be like put my foot down um mm. you know i think that's just come in handy do you think you've come up against some kind of like reverse ageism in some some ways yeah such a young queen yeah i think i've experienced quite a bit of it actually um especially some like comments i see and the way people like review it um if 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 i do something it's oh because she's young or oh she won't do this because she's young or she won't get that far because she's young and it's like don't underestimate me don't put you know don't like put my age in a bracket you know i could do a lot more than you really think i can so i think i've surprised a lot of people yes you can yes 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 that is what it's about and i I think that's what's so great about you being on this show and like living your truth on that screen as well what do you think has been the most testing aspect of the show for you what's been the bit we really had to dig deep to empower yourself the most i don't know i mean it was all so like up and down it was all like crazy and really difficult so there was so many aspects to actually film in the show that was just like difficult in general um i think one of the things with me is i'm bad with like not a lot of sleep like i'm such a a nan when it comes to sleep like i have to have my good eight hours at least otherwise i'm like a wreck so i think like that was kind of that was the thing to get grip of um yeah i'm literally nana babe I i would rather sit on the couch with a cat and a cup of tea and have a fag in my hand of a dressing gown and some glasses on. Like, I'm a nan. I really am. <laughs> Me and Anubis are she... literally the nans of the season. We are the youngest queens on Drag Race, but we are the oldest bitches you will meet. <laughs> like, just trust. an old soul, babes. We're just an old soul. We're an old fag ag. What can I say? <laughs> I love that. In that process as well, when do you think has been the moment when you were like, do you know what? I'm wearing my crown with a lot of pride today where you were like yeah I've got this I'm really 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 empowered and proud of myself in this moment um I think there was many moments the first one was the first episode when um I went up against Victoria and then I won the challenge and in that moment I was like oh my god like when I found out I won I was like oh my god the first episode I feel like I've only been here for 10 minutes and I've already got this so that Mm. that was like when I got back and had to digest that that was like do you know what you you've done that for the first episode and then I think the second big one was um when me and Rue were like talking on the main stage and he was like you're born for drag like Crystal Versace like that was a moment to me and then after that we got married so (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you sit down I know I know (laughs) how amazing has it been to sort of learn firsthand from Rue how incredible has that experience been for you it's crazy it was so weird even seeing him like when we were filming it was just like so surreal and it became like weirdly normal after a while i was Mm. like why is like rupaul standing in front of me and i'm not freaking out like he was just so (laughs) lovely like he was so he was a human being you know he was just like anyone else he wanted to have a laugh he wanted to know about us um he appreciated us and respected us as we respected him so it was like you know he's not just He's the queen of the queens, but also a human being. And we really connected. It's so incredible that you get to work with a role model like RuPaul. And it must be so incredible when you think about that. And the fact you're working with RuPaul and you're literally in that workroom with him. And then you started out as this drag queen. Like, <laughs> oh my like God, how crazy. many years ago, babe? How many years ago did you start out? 
what about three weeks now <laughs> <laughs> three weeks five days and two hours exactly that oh my god how'd you know <laughs> literally though it's like yeah two years now just over two years and where were you at in your life when you started doing drag uh so i had i was in college i believe yeah because i only did college for a a year and a little bit and then I dropped out of my second year um so it was it was during college that I was like started to pursue drag because I was only doing like two three days a week so I had time and then that's where Crystal was born during that time so I was about must must have been 17 16 16 Mm. how did drag help you at that point in your life and how has drag helped you as you've gone through your life as well um it's definitely allowed me to have a skin like a thicker skin than I already did have during school um and it's allowed me to be like you know what I have full control over this like no one literally no one has a say over what this is so it's also like you know it's a control thing that I have full creative control um I make my own rules um so yeah it's sort of like just it just we started growing and now we're here you know and I'm, I'm a creative person so like I'm always trying to like I'm, I'm always looking for details and I'm always improving things so it's like um it's like a project of mine that's always going to be a project it's never going to be the finalized product it's always going to be during the making when you look back about that progress is there a look where you look back now and you're like oh my cribbins oh yeah girl <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's serve some tea on that looks, babes. Oh babes, there's so many looks. I'm that's the thing is I'm so self-critical. So like it could be a look from last week and I'm like, what the fuck was she thinking? <laughs> so it's like honestly, that's not a surprise to me. Do you think drag has helped your relationship with yourself in some ways? Yeah, I think it has. I think it's um it yeah, it has and it has its downfalls. Um, be like, I can be really proud of something, you know, like if I turn out a look, I could be really proud of it. Um, and it's, as I said, it's always a project. Like I'm always working on it. So it's, my mind's always stimulated and it's always being like good energy has been put into this project of mine. Um, but then again, it also is difficult, especially now separating what I am during the day to crystal during the night, you know? So, and it's, you know, you have to keep them kind of, separate in a way otherwise it can merge into one and then it feels like you were living this 24 7 and that's not good for anybody you need to have that break and that you need to enable yourself to you know compress and take a breath sometimes and just be a human um but yeah but it it, honestly it's all great it's all amazing and i'm just i'm very proud of how it's come along and where i'm at now during my life oh yeah you should be so proud. And I think it must be, Thank I always you. wonder this because it's such a, it must be quite a revelatory experience to like, you know, step into being a drag queen. Yeah. From being a guy in normal everyday life. So yeah. for you, what's it kind of taught you about gender and also body image as well? Um, I mean, it's taught that gender is literally, it is made up. Like it, there was, it's not a real thing um it's just boxes that have been created by society like it really is because i'm like in my eyes i'm changing my gender with paint and 
hair and outfits and that's just like that's materialistic things so it's like if you can you know it's just not real you know you can do anything with it so you just are what you are you know because you can just change it like that so what kind of boxes do you think you've had placed on you at different times that you've had to really like break through um i think uh especially when i started drag it was the thing of like oh you're trans and it was like no that's not the journey i've i'm going on like that's just not that's not me so that there's that's always like a strange thing to try and um separate the two with people who aren't maybe aware of it um being Mm -hmm. trans and doing drag is two very different things um so yeah that that's one like misjudgment i think a lot of um queens go through how did you how do you deal with that misjudgment and how do you shut it down when you come up against um i think if someone isn't particularly educated in that in that part you know then i think it's always good to educate someone and be like no this is you know this is actually what i am um and you know just educating people just making them aware because some people just don't get it and that's fair enough because you know we're all you know growing and progressing in life so you know it's always good to learn and understand people um otherwise you know it gets rough uh but yeah i don't know it's just i just think educate people and make them aware instead of like fighting back um Mm. because everyone deserves to learn and no one ever stops learning so that's so true and this is what kind of is the foundations of this podcast is open and honest conversations and actually sometimes the most difficult conversations and awkward conversations are the most rewarding, right? Yeah, And like, also, if you, if you come against those kind of people, the only way that we're ever going to get change is if we talk to them, we address them, we have deep discussions about it. And then that's how we learn, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That is how you learn. And that's so the attitude of a pure queen. And you are a queen. You're wearing that crown, darling. But... I'm wearing it, you just can't see it. <laughs> it's hidden, darling. Yeah, all that it's an hair. invisible one. <laughs> <laughs> it's an invisible one. But who's passed that crown onto you and inspired you the most, would you say? Oh, I, 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 I don't know, honestly. There's so many people in my life that have inspired me and so many people that have enabled me to like um, take different steps. So I just think there's so many people that I can take my hat off to my friends like my closest friends my family Rue like the girls on TV that have inspired me I just think there's so many people like there is just one person that has like enabled me to get here today it's it's been a journey it's been like the correct people have been in my life for a reason um so I honestly believe that I think there's so many people that I can I'll be all day like you know letting them know how much they mean to me and how much they've changed my life it's so incredible to have that very stable family network as well mm. right with your parents oh, yeah, being yeah. so supportive of you how has that really helped you um it's helped me financially <laughs> no it's, it's honestly it ha- no they, they've helped so much i think it's 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 always you take it for granted sometimes mm. when your parents can respect and love you back um because it's tough out there and a lot of kids are lonely so I don't I don't take it for granted how much my parents have helped me. We've we've had our you know we've had our 
misfits and our little moments but now we're really close um and also since i moved out and once i moved to the big city in london we've definitely all gained like a really nice relationship um but like with the show like my my dad like there was something he didn't get it particularly at that point because there was a lot of arguments we had because it was like you know i need this and i need to sort out this and you just won't get it yet but like waiting a year and he didn't really get it because he's a you know he's a businessman like he's you know he's so used to seeing receipts and seeing this so like when i came up i was like oh i'm asked to be on a show i need this and i need that and i'll give you this back you know it was like what um <laughs> but honestly they've helped me so much they helped me so much during the show um just being loving and just you know being there mm. you'll see <laughs> <laughs> and the journey of drag is so much about self-discovery isn't it and discovering yeah. your true self and another extension of you what oh, yeah. been some kind of turning points of you coming to terms with your identity because I think as queer people we always have these kind of like epiphany moments or these coming out moments that you really reflect mm. back on now what was though what was those kind of epiphany or coming out moments for you and what were they like I think, I don't know, I think it's always, no one's ever fully found themselves. Everyone's always, as I said, learning and finding out about themselves and their identity. Um, Yeah, I think, as we touched on earlier, like gender, I think like gender is a spectrum. I'd say like, I'm very gender fluid. I'd say I very much feel more masculine sometimes and now feel very feminine. Um, So yeah, I feel like that's, that's how I best, identify with you know um and I guess doing drag is maybe like understand like how I feel when I'm in drag how I feel when I'm out like you know flowing between the two I think it's just Mm. you know do you used to feel like you felt a pressure to find a label for yourself and how is your relationship with labels um I'm I don't feel personally that I've been um forced to put a label on myself i don't feel like i feel like a lot of people have and i i'm I'm very close with friends that do feel like that and i and i get that and i can see it um i think maybe growing up more so than now because i'm very comfortable with myself i identify as a boy out of drag and i like to be she her in drag um because i didn't spend this long getting in it for nothing (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know i feel like when you're growing up like that's more when people are like trying to put you in a box more but when you grow up and you know what you want to do you can be like actually i don't care what you got to say yeah you can take that box and you can put that yeah thanks very much darling if that's what you call the backside (laughs) then that sure (laughs) (laughs) it must be so incredible though when you've gone on this journey and now you are on national TV. Mm. Honey, she's prime time. And you appear as yourself out of drag and also in drag. And there's kind of nowhere to hide. Oh, no. Is there? How liberating no, has that been for you? Uh, it, it honestly is. It's so lovely. Like when people recognize me and stuff like that, like, obviously they know what I look like. As you said, I can't hide. Um, and it is lovely like it, I really do appreciate it all the time and I just always because it's it's not easy sometimes because obviously I'm still young as well and a lot of stuff I haven't experienced yet like being normal say um, I haven't experienced like the the clubbing really because I like 
became 18 and then we had lockdown and now I come out of it it's like do you know what I mean so I'm still trying to experience that and it's sometimes quite hard when I can't fully let myself go and when I have to like you know turn around and be like this but I, I do get it as well like at the same time I always remind myself I'm like do you know what that person see me on tv and they've been inspired by me and they've saw me and they want to come up and take a photo with me because they really support me so I always say to people thanks for supporting me like when I take a photo with them because you know they're the ones rooting for you when no one else is and they're the ones who've got your back um and plus if I was in that situation and I saw someone that I really was inspired by and really liked I'd do the same thing and I'd want to be respected back so I always think about that I'm like you know what lots of love (laughs) thanks for the photo and thanks for supporting do you think drugs helped you find a community in a way? Oh, yeah. I've, I've found the best family through drag. Like, the best. Other than my real family, of course, which I love with all my heart. But um, I've found some really great people through drag, especially this last year. Who's, yeah. like, really helped you from that community? Um, my drag sister, Bones, and Dee Dee and LaBelle, who are three gorgeous queens that are really close to me in London, and they're amazing. They're running their own shows. They're doing everything and above, and we're also, like, such tarts out of drag, and we always, like, you know, party out till late, till early morning, and, yeah, we're, we're just all really... That's, like, my family, like, and many other girls I haven't mentioned, but they're, like, you know, in my circle, and that's, I'll call my London family. They're, like, my my girls. When have you leaned on them the most and how have they helped you in that sense? I think, I think always really, especially this last year, like they've all been so good with everything. Um, and especially like Bones, who has really helped me, especially being like um, clever about things. Like she's very um, clever and the way she goes about things. So she's been very like, actually, you know, you know, do this or say that to them or like go that way around. So that's helped in that aspect. Um, and then the other girls have just been like always there when I need someone. And and that's what we are to them. Like I always say like, girls, if you've got a show, let me know. I'll come and support. Like, I don't care. I'm going to go out, you know, and support my girls always, you know, because I think that's, that's the most important thing when people are doing drag, especially when you have a tight community, you need to support them because they will support you. Yeah, 100%. And that's what true sisterhood is all about, isn't it? That's true friendship. Yeah, it really is. Is there a time when you look back now, now that you've got that community, where you wish you had that community? And if you could go back to that time and sit that you down and have a good old pep talk, when would it be? And what would you say to that you? Um, I think, like how I would naturally feel is to have that community when I was back in school, like when people would, you know, bully me and like say stuff and like hurt me, you know, I, that that's when I would, would have wanted them there the most because they would have been like, ah, I don't think so, you know, and come storming in. So I think that, but you know, th- that's also like, I'm actually thankful for those things that have happened to me and like being bullied and being tormented because I literally wouldn't be here. I don't think because you know, you have to grow skin, you have to fight for it and let people say what they want to say so that later in life, that shit doesn't affect you, you know? Mm. So, yeah, that's that's how I think of it. 
I think I was someone who was bullied at school. And I mm. think when you are, and I think that's a very, it's not a normal thing. That's not really the right word to use, but it's something that happens to a lot of yeah. queer people. They get bullied at school and it's very difficult. Mm. Like how did bullying affect you? Um, it made me very angry for a while. Um, and it made me very confused and yeah it just left me with like um I just I honestly yeah that's that's how it made me feel it made me feel gross it made me angry it made me frustrated and sad but then again out of that it made me go actually do you know what fuck this I'm just going to keep going with me and I'm going to keep doing what I want to do because I was always very like persistent and very determined so when people said stuff to said like you're this you're that it was like actually I am and we can do you know so it made me determined to go against them and therefore I'm here like doing and you know blossoming in what I've always wanted to do in my life what would you want to say to those bullies now if you could talk to them fuck you (laughs) (laughs) no I I don't know I just think about if I really did have to speak to them I'd be like you know what I want you to like realize how you came across to people and me realize the pain you did and hopefully when you have kids one day you will teach them not to be like that because that's not how people should act um Mm. people should be loving and especially when you're a child it's like you're most prone to it and you can be really damaged and then it can really just like stick with you throughout your whole life so i i've had it easy compared to a lot of people um but that's what i'd say to them i'd say like I hope you realise what you've done. I forgive you and don't let it happen again. Mm. Have you used it as a fuel in some ways to empower you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, it's given me, it gave me a kick up the arse. It, it made me angry enough to be like, I'm not doing any of this. I don't like school. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. So I'm going to go and do this. And at the time it was like, what are you doing? But now it's like, no, that's why I did it. Because that's what my heart told me to do. Yes, honey. Follow that heart. And you have been true to yourself, right? Like, finding that truth within yourself is the most empowering thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it takes a lot of time. And and everyone is different, you know? Mm. Do you think that's why you are the UK's next drag race superstar? Because you found that you? I I think so. I think so. And I'm I'm very grateful for it. but yeah, I think I've I've got I believe everything's happened for a reason. I've got here, so yeah. Crown it, baby. Yes, honey. <laughs> crown it. <laughs> Sounds like we're saying crowning, but like ah, different... I'm Matt Jarland. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe it, but we've already come to the end of the episode, which is crazy because I've loved talking to you. I haven't so put the kettle much. on yet. <laughs> <laughs> She hasn't even got that piping hot tea ready, but she's been serving anyway. (laughs) We haven't got to the good part. But But at the end of every episode, we always ask one final question, and that always is, in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you will always live by? Um, Love yourself and love others. Um, And there's a few. Stay true to yourself and work hard go for it let's round that up and say go for it that's my one rule go for it and you've gone for it 
and you've it's slayed you. it and you've slayed that game at every turn and I can't wait to see what happens in that final. Oh, thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll be cheering you on and just go forth and just like enjoy every second of it. Oh, thank you. I'm very, I'm very grateful. Thanks to everyone who supported me. Thank you. Mm. And it's amazing. Like I think so many people will listen to this and hear about the bullies that have ultimately empowered you. And I think that's such a amazing place to get to and, as someone mm. who was bullied when I was younger, if I could have had someone like you talk about this, it would help so much. Yeah. So thank you so much, babe. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. Oh, we don't. <laughs> we don't want that stunning makeup. To... Oh my god! Yeah, I've got to go out later. <laughs> <laughs> no time for tears, darling. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, babes. Can't mess with that slap, can we now? Oh, babe, not this slap. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you loved this special episode of Rain. And if you did, please drop me a message or comment, like, and subscribe or follow wherever you get this podcast from. Don't forget to check out the other episodes with this year's finalists of RuPaul's Drag Race UK as well. And if you want to see the fierce looks the Queen served whilst recording this episode, head to my Instagram page at Josh Smith Post. Mm-hmm.